Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. She's been a friend of the ministry for many, many years. And now, Joyce Meyer will help you gain a deeper understanding of what faith is and teach you how to release it in your life. Let's dive into the message. What is faith and how does it work? Now, faith is the foundational doctrine of the Bible. Without faith, we can't please God. We're to live by faith. Romans 14, it says, whatever's not of faith is sin. And faith, believing, trusting, is how we receive everything that God wants us to have. And so I have not taught on faith, just a good, basic, foundational, powerful message on faith in a long time. For a long time, there was a lot of teaching about faith, and I learned through that how much faith I didn't have, or at least how much of it I was not putting in the right place. You see, I believe that every person has faith. Whether they're a believer or not, they have faith, because if you, if, if you didn't have any faith, you would not even get on a highway and try to drive to work, because you'd be petrified that you'd be killed. So. In Romans, it says that unto every man is given the measure of faith, and I do believe that every person has faith. But here's the point. What do they do with it? What do you do with it? Do you put your faith in yourself? Do you put your faith in your friends? Some people today have a lot of their faith in the government. They think the government is the answer to every problem they have. Well, the government should, the government should. It's always somebody else that should. But we can choose to put our faith in God. And when we do that, amazing things begin to happen in our lives. Now, according to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, by grace we're saved through faith. Everything, every blessing comes to us by the grace and the mercy of God. God has provided it through Jesus. Faith is not the price that buys the blessings of God. It's the hand that reaches out and receives it. I want you to understand that. By grace, through faith, we are saved. But the same way we're saved is the way we're supposed to live our whole entire life, every single day of our life, every situation that comes up, we need to do what we do in faith. Now, one of the reasons why I'm doing this is this. Many of you may know quite a bit about faith, but I can tell you there is a large majority of Christians in the world who don't have any idea what faith really is 
and how it works and how to release faith in their life. Example, I was born again. I received Christ when I was nine years old. After I married Dave, he was a strong Christian man. We went to church, a church that he grew up in. I took instructions in the church. I was born again. I had a love for God. I would have gone to heaven when I died. I believe that with all my heart. I released my faith for salvation, but I did not have any idea about all the other promises in the Word of God that were available to me that were already bought and paid for with the blood of Christ, but I was not, now listen to me, I was not benefiting from any of them because I first of all didn't know about them, and secondly, I did not even have a clue that I could release my faith for other things and that God would help me. A lot of people think, well, God will just give me what he wants me to have. Well, no, he won't. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. So there's so much available to people that they don't even begin to know how to tap into. One reason, they don't know what the promises are. You know what I just read last week? In the Bible, and I'm sure there's different opinions, but this is probably fairly close to accurate. In the Bible, there are 5,467 promises from God. So I can tell you there's not a human in this building today, including me, that's not missing some of them. And I'm not going to go over all 5,467, but I am going to try to stir you up to realize that you may be living way below the level that Jesus intended you to live. There is probably a so much better life for you that you could have, but you don't know how to access it. I believe you have faith, but maybe you're not releasing your faith, and maybe you don't even know how to do that. And sadly, maybe some people don't even think, there may be all kinds of things that you would like and you want and you need, but you don't even know that it would be right to even ask God for those things. You know, religious ideas sometimes give us really funny ideas about God and what he wants for us and what he doesn't want for us. And so I hope you'll be here all day because I think that this is a message that really in the long run can benefit you tremendously. I don't even know how to tell you how much learning about faith and how to release it and what was available to me, I don't even know how to tell you how much it changed my life. For example, I had no idea that I could be healed from my broken past. I just thought that I would always, that I had settled in, that I would always have a second-rate life. I remember even as a child thinking, you know, well, I mean, I guess I can do something, but I'll never have a really good life because I'm damaged goods. My father abused me. I didn't get to go to college, blah, 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 blah. And so I didn't even, I went to church and I went home, but I came home in the same condition I went in. I went and I loved God and I said the prayers and I did the service, but I had no idea 
that God was so wanting to provide all these wonderful things in my life, so I didn't ask, I didn't believe, so I didn't get. Okay, stick with me, we're gonna get there. First of all, faith must be based on God's word. You, you, can't, you can't put faith in something that you don't know is a promise from God. So that's why it is so important to study the word because it's full of what's yours, what's been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. There are so many things in there that God wants to do for you, but we approach the Bible like it's some kind of an obligation, like we're gonna get some kind of a star on our God calendar if we read a chapter every day. And we need to devour that book. We need to remind ourselves every day of how much God has done for us. And we, we need to, even if you don't wanna do it for yourself, just because of what Jesus did for you, the pain he suffered and what he did, you need to, get a decision that you are going to have the life that Jesus died to give you. You are not gonna live some kind of a low level, know nothing, do without everything, be miserable life all the time, and go to church and go home and go to church and go home while nothing changes in your life. That's what faith is. Faith says Jesus provided it, I'm his child, he loves me, and I'm gonna trust him for it, and I'm not gonna give up until I see what he has told me I can have come to pass in my life. Now see, this is gonna be better than you thought it was in the very beginning, right? Sometimes when, as a teacher, when you tell somebody you're gonna teach on something that's kind of foundational, you get kind of this like lazy look like, Oh, I got all that underlined in my Bible. I don't care if you've turned your Bible into a coloring book. If it's not working in your life, then you still need to hear more of it. Amen? And I'll be very honest with you. When, when God put this on my heart and I started studying for this, I got a fresh wave of excitement and enthusiasm in my life because I don't care how much we think we know, we need to be reminded and we need to be refreshed. You know what I think? I think some of you really don't even have any idea how faith works. You're living at a very low level because you don't release your faith. But I, I think a lot of you, don't mean to be insulting, but I think a lot of you have just gotten lazy. <laughs> Just, just lazy, you know. Well, I go to church. Well, why aren't you happy? Where's your joy? Well, I got all these problems and, you know, I'm waiting for a breakthrough, but nothing's happening. Well, maybe nothing's happening because you're not pressing in in faith. You know, the Bible says we have to fight the good fight of faith. Faith is sometimes a fight, and we, we can't live by what we feel. We've got to live by the Word of God. And I'm telling you, if you refuse to give up, your time of breakthrough will come. Amen? I told you before I started teaching that I had a little back surgery two and a half weeks ago called a microsurgery. Well, surgery is still surgery. And so in the last three years, I've had both hips replaced, 
and now this back thing. And I can tell you, I have had a lot of pain and I have done a lot of praying and I have been waiting a long time and standing firm to see the fullness of what God promises us. And I am not gonna give up. I don't care. <laughs> you can watch more messages from Joyce Meyer on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel's streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into a topic-based playlist called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is the power of prayer. You'll hear messages from Joseph Prince, Dr. David Jeremiah, Dr. Tony Evans, and Kenneth Copeland, all on the power of prayer. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O dot com. Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. And there's nothing the devil hates worse than if you're trusting God for something and it doesn't seem to be working or just about the time you get rid of that problem, you get another one right on the tail end of that one. Come on. Amen. Nothing upsets the enemy more then if you say, I don't care how long it takes. You know, I prefer to stomp around up here while I'm preaching and jump up and down, but my mouth works whether I'm sitting down or standing up. Amen. So stop thinking if you've got some kind of a little disadvantage in your life that that means you can't do anything. Stop looking at what you can't do and find something you can do and start doing it by faith. You know why? Here's what I want you to get a hold of. If you will do the little bit you can do, God will do everything that you cannot do. So let's don't get lazy and just think, well, you know, if God wants me to have that, he'll give it to me. No, you better press in, you better ask, you better resist the devil, and you better let the enemy know you are not going to quit and you are not going to give up. Amen? Now, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ the Messiah. So now here I am today, I'm preaching the Word of God, and as I preach the Word of God, your faith is going to rise up, and you're going to begin to claim some things and believe that you can have some things and do some things that you did not believe before you walked in here. Now, you could have stayed home and watched cartoons and had a donut, but it wouldn't have done anything for you like what you hear today is going to do for you. And so, you know what I want to suggest? If you weren't planning to come back this afternoon, whatever it is you were going to do, it's probably not as important as you thought it was, and maybe you need to rearrange and just be here, because what I'm teaching you today can change your whole entire life, but you got to know it for it to work. Five thousand four hundred and sixty-seven promises in the Word of God, and how many people the only ones they believe is I'm saved and someday I hope I'm going to go to heaven. Well, I'll tell you what, that is not supposed to be the extent of our Christian experience with God. We are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. 
We're anointed. We have power. We have authority over the devil. Come on. We got to get over the oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to mention a few things. Not all 5,467, but a few. Um, first of all, God promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Well, I went to church for a lot of years. I didn't know that. I went to church all those years, and I thought God was off somewhere in the sky. I didn't know that he lived in me through the Holy Spirit. How can you ever be alone if God is living on the inside of you? You're not alone. But our life needs to be focused on our relationship with God, and we literally can talk to him anywhere at any time about anything, and guess what? He cares. My life was radically transformed when I began to learn these kinds of things. I remember still one day I was in the bathroom combing my hair. It was in the first house that Dave and I owned, and I had just really gotten into a more serious relationship with God. God had touched my life, and I wanted to study the Word, and, and it just, I had so many problems. Oh, my gosh. You do not have any more problems than I had. I don't care how big of a mess you're in. My mess was bigger than your mess. My mess is bigger than yours. <laughs> See, don't get that thinking that, well, it's, it's, I'm glad that God helped you, but nobody can help me because my problems are too big. God can do anything. So I was combing my hair one morning, and I remember saying to the Lord, I always feel like that I'm reaching for you, and I just never can quite find you. I didn't know about this hearing from God thing and that God talked to you and all that stuff. But one of the things that happened to me as I began to study the Word is I started to hear from God. I had to learn how to navigate that, and I had to learn, you know, what was accurate and what wasn't. But I, in my spirit, I heard, well, you're reaching out. You should be reaching in. I didn't realize that Christ in me is the hope of glory. I didn't realize that we're the home of God that he has come to live in us. He's our home, and we're his home. Let me tell you something. You may live in a house by yourself, but you are not alone. You may not be married, but you are not alone. Your kids maybe have all left home, and they don't call you nearly as much as you'd like them to, but you are not alone. You have somebody that is with you all the time. All you need to do is believe it, and start acting like you've got a friend that is better than any friend that you could ever possibly have anywhere. Come on. You know, we all think we'd like to have at least one friend that really gets us. I just somebody that just really understands me and really gets me and and even though they know my weirdness, they accept me the way I am. Well, guess what? Jesus is that friend. He gets you. He understands you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1.9. Have not I commanded you, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
He doesn't live in the church. He lives in you. If you go to the grocery store, Jesus goes. You drive in traffic, he's there with you. Come on. Yeah, that's a good reason not to break the speed limit. Amen? This God with us all the time mentality, that in itself, if you didn't get anything else out of this today, that in itself is life-changing. You are never alone, and God is not just interested in the spiritual part of your life. He's just as interested in the secular part as he is in the spiritual part. And if you learn how to do everything that you do with this with God mentality, then guess what? Going to the grocery store can be just as holy as going to church. Now, it might not be as valuable as far as what you learn, but the point is, if the only place we can find God is for a few minutes on Sunday morning when we march off to some building, then we are in big trouble. He's not off in the sky somewhere, hard to reach and hard to get to. He's living on the inside of you. Jesus didn't die so we could all have a certain brand of religion. He died so we could have an intimate, close, personal relationship with God through him. Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. There is nowhere you go that God doesn't see you. And, scary thought, there is nothing you do. that God doesn't see. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. So here's the thing. If you're doing good things and nobody seems to notice or nobody seems to care, God sees. He knows everything you're doing. He knows every little bit of suffering you've got, and he, he keeps his eyes on the evil too. He knows who's mistreating you. He knows what people should be doing for you that they're not doing for you. And you know what? God is a God of justice, and he will deal with the evil, and he will reward the good in his own good time. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joyce Meyer. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.